Welcome to The Action Shelf, the podcast celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, we made it through Monster Mayhem. We find, yeah. our, find ourselves in the lovely month of June. Mm. Uh, no theme this month. Uh, and I know it seems like based on the title, what are we making? <laughs> are we doing another monster movie? Uh, nope. No. No, I don't. I mean, this is we're gonna have to talk about this. This is almost we're what we watched Daughter of the Wolf. 2019's Daughter of the Wolf. Yeah, Daughter of the Wolf, which uh, like I said, sounds like another monster movie, but I, it almost seems like and and look, I'm not comparing this in quality by any stretch of imagination. It almost seems like this one is trying to go for like a Jack London kind of like survival, my connection with yeah. nature kind of movie. But it's it doesn't really emphasize the survival sort of techniques and like various uh, intricacies. <laughs> no, that you're right. Think it's a survival thriller with none of the survival stuff. Yeah, um, exactly. I, it, it's really a movie that I I don't think it emphasizes much of anything. It's no, very, it's no. very thinly shaded. Uh, yeah, it's it clocks in at an uh, hour twenty eight. But probably mm-hmm. more like an hour twenty three, really, without credits. No so credits, yeah. I, I was, yeah, I was the thing. I the thing I was. I don't know why I should be surprised about this, but the thing <laughs> I was watching it, or I guess that I noted was this movie. I found very, very slight. Yes, not a lot of, uh, lot of not a lot of meat on these bones. No, you know? no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, the wolves not happy about that. Um, That's true. That's true. I will say mm-hmm. that. I mean, last week's movie sort of, <laughs> as what often happens, changes my perspective on films yes. in a way that makes this movie seem pretty good. Well, here's the <laughs> thing. This movie is very slight, but in some ways that works to its watchability. Like, yeah. it, this is not like a slog to sit through by any means. Um, no. But you kind of finish the movie and go like, oh, that was kind of nothing. Yeah, I got I got around to an hour it, an hour into the film. I that's when I started to be like, okay, mm-hmm. when is this done? When is this done? When 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 Gina Carano's character, who is in this movie, yeah, confronts Richard Dreyfuss's character. Another, well, we'll get into him. Academy uh, Award winner Richard Dreyfuss. Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> when they confront each other for the first time mm-hmm. i'm thinking why is this movie still going yeah why is there still a half hour left yeah uh, the and then i didn't see anything past that that justified why it should keep going no the slightness is really becomes a problem in the third act because the movie has an absolute nothing of a climax yes that's yes. really where it's like okay this didn't this really didn't build anything did it 
Nope. Um, no, did not. No, not a lot of satisfaction in this. Yeah. Let's talk about our two stars. Mm-hmm. Gina Carano, this is the, the second time we've talked about her on the show. And I will say, right. this is better than In the Blood. Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's not, uh, you know, at the very least, it's... Uh, I, I don't know. This one doesn't read as, um, as <laughs> racist. Ra- yeah, it's racist. No, exactly. That's sort of the thing where it's like <laughs> it still reads as not right wing in terms of politics, but like conservative social media users will like this movie because it's all about outdoorsiness and rifles and you know yeah and i kept thinking about there's this thing i see a lot on uh conservative particularly conservative women's like social media and stuff like that and and i think gina carano really embodies it in this movie which is this like i'm a mountain mama you know yeah i think that's the, the kind of the kind of way like sarah palin presented herself where it's like I'm outdoorsy and can use a gun and a knife and I'll protect my children if anybody comes for them. I mean, Gina Carano's more believable than Sarah oh, Palin yes, in yes, that aspect. Yes, absolutely. No, that's the thing. It's like, but I can totally see the Sarah Palins of the world being yeah. like, "That's me on screen. I totally relate to this woman." You mess with my wolf cubs, I I buy it. Yeah, that's it. Exact. That's the thing I kept going. It's like. I still see this as being aimed at that audience, even though yeah. this movie has no politics in it, really. No, no. I, uh, I was weirdly pleasantly surprised by that fact. Well, because we also have Richard Dreyfus, who has taken a late-in-life turn towards the right as well, uh, <sighs> and he's making Fox News appearances and stuff these very days. Sad. So, yeah, very yeah, sad. Yeah, very sad. To, to to hear that uh also it bums me out that conservative like conservative ideology has like staked its claim in sort of outdoorsy like folk yeah sort of like what is survival that? kind of it, stuff that it's... really bums me out because i like a lot of that stuff well i don't um, know what it has to what one really does have to do with the other it's just like they've put that on as the the aesthetics right is is all it right is. I don't know what is inherently conservative about camping and stuff like that, or you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, um, it's a it's a weird thing. Now, look, I'm a liberal city guy who fucking hates that stuff, but once again, <laughs> doesn't necessarily have to be that way. It doesn't have to be, but yeah, they've they've really they've really sort of they almost own that sort of like. Well, ideology and lifestyle they really do yeah the the cabelas and stuff like that right yeah Yeah. um i will say richard dreyfus has taken the like halfway step and sorry if we're getting slightly political here but uh he's taken the like well i just believe in the right to privacy and the freedom of speech that's how he's kind of tiptoed into that Sure, but but then that becomes that means you should be able to say anything on twitter without any repercussions and how right. come they won't let Joe Rogan, you know, it's just like, oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, but also you're not allowed to say gay, the word gay in public schooling. That's so, what I mean. You know. It's 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 a weird thing when it starts to kind of tip to, it's, that's always the, it, it, so, yeah, there's always grains of truth to the, to the logic when you're starting out, when you're being drawn into the Nazbul vortex, but like, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, 
but at a certain point, it's it, that stuff doesn't ultimately matter. Well, because yeah, here oh now okay, here's an article about Richard Dreyfus explains why he can no longer be a Democrat as he endorses Ted Cruz. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. manly mountain man, yeah. Ted Cruz. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh God! Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, and 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 you know, yeah, I'm seeing this. I'm not a Democrat anymore. You know, Trump did some good things when you type in Dreyfus's Republican kind of sure, stuff. So whatever. Once again, yeah. it makes sense. Uh can you take back uh can you take back uh, an Academy Award from someone? Uh I don't, I don't know. Cuz his Maybe career we try. here's the other thing too and and this is not a surprise. As he started to express his opinions, his career has slipped more and more into action shelf territory. Um, right. Cuz I was thinking about that with this movie and I and I thought about this within the blood as well. Yeah. It, it's weird not necessarily all i think bigger budget action movies like you know the like the biggest blockbuster like films yeah. kind of have to be a little neutral you know what right, i mean right. just so like fast, anybody can i don't think of like fast and the furious as having much of a political stance no or no John Wick. but but a lot of like the sort of vigilante style movies do lend themselves to conservative ideology well, in really yes, interesting ways. They do um, because if you take them at face value, right? If you yeah. don't complicate them, which we've yeah. talked about, like the most interesting and the best sort of vigilante or crime movies are ones that exist in a moral gray and ask you to stuff like, mm -hmm. I think Netflix did an amazing job with The Punisher in going yeah. like, I don't know. You know, this yeah. guy, this guy's, but the show doesn't exactly agree with Frank Castle, but it also doesn't mm -hmm. make him appear villain either. And I think that's the most compelling stuff. But yeah, yeah, we we certainly saw, I mean, I think Death Kiss was an amazing example of what a right wing vigilante movie looks like, where it's just like, oh, yeah, no, you just have to obliterate crime. Right. <laughs> you just take a fucking hand cannon and you shoot anyone yeah. doing drugs and then yeah. there'll be no crime. There you go. Right. And Crime has been solved. Congrats. But this isn't even that. This movie is... No. I mean, one of the things this movie... Uh, keeping, I, I didn't look. I got to see if I have the budget on this thing. Um, because one of the things that I think... I mean, that's certainly an example of keeping the budget down on this. Uh, I don't have a budget for it. But there aren't that many people in this movie. It's mostly just oh. a handful of people trudging around the snow. And I will give them this... They're out in the snow. I was actually impressed by that. Oh, yeah. That these are... Apparently, hmm. uh, apparently, I read some trivia that, like, a lot of the snow is fake. Did you Yeah, did you I, did, I did see that. Uh, particularly, they said the stuff around the river. E like, okay, when they yeah, were, that makes when sense. When they were filming around the water, that stuff had melted. So, it's pretty good, though. Like, the, actually... It is, yeah. I did think of action shelf movies. This movie looked pretty decent. Yes. Yeah, uh, I think so. It's pretty competently shot. And yeah, they made a lot of smart decisions making this movie, I think, um, and, to sort of not stretch their budget, you know. No, this movie kind of did take our advice on that stuff where it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, you got to, uh, you know, you got to be reasonable with what you're setting out to do. Like, you, you, you got to mm -hmm. keep it within a certain range. Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, due to delays in production, all the snow at the Riverside location had melted. When the time came to film, there all the snow seen in that scene is fake. 
Yeah. Um, that's about it for trivia because this is another movie where like they just don't even bother to document the making of these movies, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we've got. Let's uh, th- this movie starts in media res, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And can I say let's let's just end this action movie trope of somebody breaking open a floor or a wall to find. Like, it's very John Wick, the way we open on Gina Carano, cutting into this floor. I thought she was going to pull out a bunch of weapons. No, it's it's cash. Yeah. Um, right, because it's like all the cash they had left or whatever, right. I guess. Because yeah. we'll come to find out, and this is one we'll have to work backwards a little bit, because we find out what the context of all this stuff is through mm-hmm. expositional dialogue. Always good writing. Uh, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, sort of find out. I, some of the motivations for Richard Dreyfus are a little murky. I feel they're, like they're pretty. I really don't get. I don't understand that character much at all. Actually, no. Uh, no. Gina Carano's father owned a mill of some sort, right? And Richard Dreyfus worked there. That's <laughs> possible. They certainly hinted at that, but they didn't say one way or the other. Yeah. Somehow he was negatively affected by her father selling this mill. Yeah. And that yeah. motivates him to kidnap and ransom Gina Carano's son. Not just that, but like he has a whole posse of chi- like okay. abducted children. The, uh, yeah. See, now here's where the motivations start to get because you're going like, okay, he's going to ransom the kid for the money that right. the father got. But also, he's been kidnapping kids for years and just keeping them to build his weird little army of orphans or whatever. Is it just to enact revenge on Gina Carano's father? You know, is that all this was for or (laughs) or was he already doing that when he worked at the mill? And like, yeah, that's the that's the stuff. And in fact, he was just going to kill Gina Carano and take the money and keep her son. Yes, it's yeah, cuz they they say that he was going to sell the the son to somebody. But it But he's I he think, clearly has I think it was intended that he was going to keep him. I yeah. think so. He's kept everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his whole deal is. Father as he's is the only name we're given for him. Um, yeah. He's father, and I and I initially thought, is this some kind of cult? Eh, it it's got of. some shades of it, but yeah. it's not really. Well, because not... the movie doesn't really go into. It. Instead, it's just this weird like family of henchmen, but he's also crazy abusive to them. Yeah, um, because yeah. Th- much of the actual like, I, I feel like emotion of the story goes to the character of Larson, played by Brendan Fair. Yes. Um, yes. Who's probably the best performance in this movie? I mean, he, I think he's the most interestingly written character too. Yeah, um, a lot of characters are pretty flat and stagnant, but I think he's the like from the first moment that he saves Gina Carano's character at the yeah. beginning of the film from drowning. I, I I kept waiting for them to drop the ball on the character. I'm like, well, they set something interesting up here, but they're but they do actually kind of pay it off. They um, do, which, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, about, he, sure. I, I, yeah, I think that's why he stands out. He's the only character who does feel like, in this slight movie, he does actually get like uh, a rounded arc a little bit. Uh, yeah, as much as yeah. this brief little movie is gonna do. 
And uh, he he's a character who's allowed to be to have contradictions with him, right, like with right. his actions, which right. is interesting. Uh, both uh, both Gina Carano and Richard Dreyfus are so thinly sketched in this thing. Right. I have exactly. No idea what drives each of them beyond. I mean, Gina Carano is just driven by I want my son back. Sure, and that can be. I really thought there was going to be something more interesting between her and her son of like, like the reason why they were estranged is because she, you know, was, was not present in her son's life uh, due to her military training and like going off and like all of that. So there could have been something interesting of her avoiding vulnerability with her son yeah. you know like yeah. actual vulnerability well, but does... they didn't pay that off because at the end when he she rescues him it's like well because of my military training i was able to save you so i guess i was right all along kind of a thing yeah 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 yeah. i mean that's that's kind of the whole thing with this movie is when we talk about being thinly sketched is it feel this all feels like the beginnings of characters and then right they just never filled in any of the rest <laughs> Just you know. didn't bother. Instead, they needed to fill up the movie with two separate confrontations with father as opposed to having more room well, for and, character. And that's another thing, too, is how I, I wanted more of, does Gina Carano know Richard Dreyfus? Do they have some kind mm-hmm. of history? That could have been interesting. Could have been. Eh, yeah. The movie just isn't there, man. It's just not. Yeah. Uh, instead, we get an extended snowmobile chase, and you're like, <laughs> which leads to nothing because yep. they just go back to the lodge. <laughs> so it was no. completely useless. Yeah. So we start with this ransom exchange that turns into yeah. a gunfight, and mm-hmm. Gina Carano's got her double barrel shotgun. I mean, it's shotguns are cool. I understand why they're put into movies, but like. It shoots twice, and then you have to reload it. It's not yeah, it, super practical for this kind of scenario. It's not a practical weapon, no, but she manages to take out, like, three of these henchmen with it, so... She does. And I will give this movie credit for her actually reloading the gun. Yes! You know. They do make that part of the, the thing. And then I do like the moment when she's chasing the guys in the car, oh and, God, she pulls in the car. Up, and she pulls up next to them and just shoots the driver in the head. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. I actually thought the car chase at the beginning of this movie was pretty well done. Yeah. Like, nope. it was, it was fa- fairly interestingly done, and then the crash at the end was like, I don't know, it was cool. They actually yeah. flipped when the, the car. When, when the car flipped, yeah, I, what, I was uh, early in this movie. I went, oh, this is this might be this might be okay. And actually, yeah. I do think probably the movie is okay. I guess it's just it's it's just nothing. But yes, it's there's the in action by action shelf standards though there's. There's some clumsy stuff, but there's nothing incredibly embarrassing in this movie. Right, exactly. It's all just yeah. like, oh, this should be better. Which, yeah. by action shelf standards, is like a major thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Because, again, we saw Bermuda Tentacles right. last week. No, this is one of the better movies we've watched, and this movie isn't good. Like, uh... No, no, it is not. <laughs> but it's it's kind of competent. Let's talk about who directed this movie. Sure, um, yeah. Um, David Hackle is the director of this film. And, uh, listen, we're going to get to this guy, uh, I think, again, because we actually had one of his movies on the list for Monster Mayhem, and uh, and I didn't realize this, oh. and then it switched out. He directed Into the Grizzly Maze, which I do yes, think we'll get, to, we'll get back to at some point, because um, mm-hmm. we do want to see the, the Grizzly Maze. And then another sure. one I've been looking at as a potential future episode is Life on the Line with John Travolta. Mm-hmm. 
where he's a oh, li- yeah. uh, he's a line repairman, uh, like power line repairman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sounds got... sounds thrilling. Yeah. Uh, well, and there's Is it like big... the Hurt Locker, but for uh, line repairman. I guess so. Yeah. It seems like there's a big storm though, and stuff's being electrocuted, and uh, I don't know. I get it's it, sure. they're really trying to portray it as a big thriller. So uh, <laughs> anyway, and then he just put out a movie last year called Dangerous, which is mm-hmm. another potential future episode with Scott Eastwood. Son of Clint oh, and oh Mel Gibson. Oh uh, boy! So yeah, and uh, and uh, previous Action Shelf uh, alums, Famke Jansen and Kevin Durant. So, uh, oh wow! Yeah. So this guy, uh, we may end up covering this guy's whole oeuvre. Uh, oh, and yeah. he also he made his directorial debut with Saw Five. I should mention. Okay, gotcha. which is actually the most legitimate movie he's made because that was a studio theatrical release. Even yes, it was, yeah. A, I don't, I don't really care for the Saw movies, but that's you know, to yeah. use their own. Um, so not bad. Now the writer of this movie, and I think this is really where the problem, because I do think Hackle actually yes. does a pretty decent job directing this kind of bland script. This guy, so. yeah. he he wrote this movie, and then he wrote a bunch of other like dramas I've never heard of. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I've never heard of the. A Green Story, The Harsh Life of Veronica Lambert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he's Georgian. Um, okay. From the country of Georgia. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, this doesn't seem to fit with the other movies he's written. So uh, I do see here a movie that's been announced that he's writing called Shotgun Terry. Okay, now that seems like our kind of movie. <laughs> A character study of a legendary criminal, Terry Shotgun Coburn. Oh, he's directing okay. that, too, as he tries to find his brother to settle an old score. Oh, yeah, that seems yeah, that, like an action movie. That sounds movie. right up our alley. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Uh, and what's The Fatalist? That's also seems... <laughs> That's also <laughs> yeah. The Fatalist. Yeah. Well, this is another one. We talked about Shotgun Terry. This is... Henry the Mad Dog Atlas has come home to bury his father and finally face the past he ran from. Oh, boy. Okay, so we'll probably get back around to this guy, too. Um, Seems like it, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just don't... I I mean, a lot of the problems stem from the script, really, here. Mm Because I I don't think anyone's... I mean, here's the thing. Okay, so Gina Carano, putting aside her awful political uh, opinions... Is she a good actress? I what I got from this movie is that if she had maybe a director who spent a little bit more time drawing out that vulnerability, yeah, I could see her achieving that. But I, like, she, but I didn't see it in this. She movie. was good on The Mandalorian, right? Exactly, and that exactly. you know, I mean, that show had good directors, um, mm-hmm. and she had a good character. And here, there are moments. Where, yeah, I, I agree. I think. There are moments where she's good and moments where it's like, eh. And I yeah. think that's how I felt about In the Blood, too, where it's like, yes. I think, I mean, she is not, she has become an actress, but she certainly didn't start there. Right. She do, I mean, the thing that works in her favor is she, like a lot of martial arts people, also, once again, not a lot of use of her martial arts skills, which is always great. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she does have a presence. I mean, like I said, regardless of I don't like her because of her, but she does have a screen presence that 
for sure. Had she yeah. not been an idiot on the internet, I think she would be having <laughs> a successful career right now. I think um, so. Yeah. I'm sorry. She's working at Ben Shapiro. So what am I talking about? Successful career. Uh, <laughs> when you're starring in, uh, in Ben Shapiro's big movie, come on. Wow. Just top, you know, top of your game, you know, working the, with a movie uh, that is premiering Pinnacle. exclusively to daily wire subscribers. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's it'll be, it'll come out to the rest of the public, but they get to see it first, the daily wire subscribers. So, wow. She's really hit the big time. Huh? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no more Disney plus daily wire.com. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, when, when the car flips over, she does get out of it. And then the car explodes behind her, which knocks which her unconscious. Terrible. That did look bad. Yeah. Anytime the movie uses CG, there's another truly dreadful green screen shot at the end of the movie too, with Dreyfus. Yeah. Um, the car explodes, which knocks her out, which causes a flashback to when her father died. Right. He couldn't, okay, Dreyfus couldn't have been, because when did the father sell the mill? Somewhat I don't think they say. recently, I feel like, maybe. I don't know, yeah. but I'm just like, whether that, yeah, Dreyfus is really the problem here. Dreyfus is also, yes. we'll talk about this, but I kept going, he's really old. And yeah. the scenes where he's hiking through the snow are tough to watch. Like yeah, he's struggling, yeah. and not in a way that works for the character necessarily. No, and especially no. later I think he's when he's supposed to be some sort of grizzly mountain man, you know. Yeah, and it seems like it's. Old. I mean, he's like in his mid seventies. Yeah, and he's looking it, and he looks older than that. Honestly, yes, he does. I know it's one of those things where I go. I expected to look him up and see eighty four, and he's like seventy five. Yeah, it's like yeah. oh no, yeah. I mean, Dreyfus oh, is. I'll just say it doesn't seem like he's taking great care of himself. Uh, no, no, it does not. What's up with his face? Can you, there's, there's something up with his with his skin. Yeah, explain it. yeah. Um, it's more than like liver spots. It's like he just he looked full on yellow. Yeah, in some he shots, looks he looks which... unwell. Like yeah, I don't, I don't say what you will about his politics, but that does make you concerned about his yeah, health. Yeah, no, it like did, that's watch, the way he looks. Because I haven't, I mean, he has been out of mainstream film for a while, so I haven't seen him in a long time yeah. beyond seeing the the thumbnails of him yelling about something on Fox News. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and just yeah. going, oh, Richard Dreyfus, and it's all it always starts with Jaws star says mm. or Academy Award winner says. Because you do go like, oh, you were in Jaws. I mean, yeah. Spielberg, yeah. Spielberg doesn't seem to be calling these days. Hmm, um, weird. <laughs> also, I, I I, mean, beyond the politics, I think he kind of ran himself out in Hollywood because he definitely had a reputation for being difficult. Interesting. Yeah. that's You look at the cast of Jaws. Yeah. And he's not the one I would have picked out as being the weird conservative nut job. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You talk about Robert Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's probably who I, who I yeah. would expect. Uh, uh, Robert Shaw was just a drunken Brit, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love Robert Shaw, but that dude. Uh, is just, oh, I mean, he's a great actor. Oh, one of my favorites, man. And uh, yeah. and Scheider was the one who everybody liked that guy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the pro. But yeah, Dreyfus was known for like raising the stink about stuff. So 
I think that also hurt his career. And that's how you end up yeah. in this piece of shit. Uh, Pretty much. Yeah. And we have to do... He has an old man action movie that we have to do, where he is the badass old man in it. Please tell me it was at least filmed five years earlier than this movie. I so believe it was filmed... Uh, let me see here. Uh, two years after this, Lesman. <laughs> John, he can't even stand in this film. I know, but like, here he is. has difficulty standing up. And here he is with a fucking gun on the poster, going, oh, "Don't God. mess with my family," trying to do his taken thing. Do you think that uh, yeah, that is funny? Because this movie reminded me of that Liam Neeson movie, The Gray, in a lot of ways. You know, we'll you remember bring, that movie? I do. I like that movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, 2011 the gray that's a good movie watch that yeah. that's like that's like an exciting well-made movie uh it does have that feeling and that movie will come up in the review i have from imdb i bet yeah yeah no yeah no it does it does have that because it's you know that that is a survival thriller though that really does yes. get into like how do we survive against these wolves and also there's nothing even close to as cool in this movie as Liam Neeson making the knuckles with the broken bottles from the plane and taping it to his, mm -hmm. so he's going to punch wolves. That's <laughs> fucking cool as hell, man. But also, this movie could have used some of that Liam Neeson energy as well, I feel like. Right. The gravitas. It's... There's not a lot mm -hmm. here to ground you in. Like, the movie is, goes down easy, like it's watchable, but it also just passes by you. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh because even in even in some of his weaker stuff, Liam Neeson can ground something with that gravitas and intensity, you know. It did feel like Richard Dreyfus was attempting that with his performance I here. I will say like aside from the physical stuff, um he is going for it. Like he's not phoning sure. this in. Dreyfus yeah. is cuz he does seem like a guy who would also be like I'm a professional. I will do this. Uh, yeah, yeah. But probably I don't think he told a lot of people he was in Jaws while they were filming it. Um, <laughs> ah, when we were doing Jaws, uh, Stevie comes up to me and says, uh, no. <laughs> uh, "Yeah, he's certainly he's certainly going for it. I don't think he is successful in any meaningful he way here. But and also they give him." It's interesting how, how ill-defined the character is for how many monologues he has about his backstory and motivation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did write down the monologue he delivers to the son. Oh, please is... tell me you're going to read that for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll do my best Richard Dreyfuss impression yeah, in the movie. Well, the other thing, too, I think that, that this and the other badass old man movie that he did... Dreyfus was never that guy. Even young Dreyfus was always kind of like a neurotic sort of hyper guy, you know? There's a reason why he was playing the, the scientist in Jaws. Yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> or like he had his Academy Award is for a fucking Neil Simon script, you know? Like that's <laughs> that's the kind of stuff he was good at, you know? Right. Yeah. He yeah. plays the crazy guy yelling about aliens in close encounters, right? Like he's not I don't think it was a guy who's going to pick up a gun and do his business ever really. in his career was he that guy. I mean, no. even in the action no. stuff he did, he was still like, oh, I'm just sort of a nervous little guy pulled into whatever I'm up to. You know, I guess I'll have right, to exactly. do this, uh, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's so interesting to see him try to be like, I'm dangerous and psychotic. <laughs> I mean, it is the monologues are almost just like, that's right. Never forget, I'm a crazy bad guy in this movie. 
Yeah, like, yeah. I guess. God, it would have been really interesting if he was able to convince the son that 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 his mother wasn't coming for I him, or even the... if she is, it's not about him. You know what I mean? Like, I thought if there they was were going term. that way. There's a there's yeah. one point when he goes like, uh, yeah, well, she never paid the ransom because she cares more about the money than you. But that right. never lands with the son in any way. No, no. But that would have been so interesting if if uh, if she has to convince her son to be rescued. Well, you know what thing, I mean? Exactly. The other thing that would do is further add to this idea that he's brainwashing these kids into being part of his weird family. Right, exactly. He does but they have, completely dropped the ball on no, that. No, he has all these weird... Because we do have, as we mentioned, Brendan Fair who plays... The main guy, the main, I, I kept calling him main henchman, but he's, uh, what did I say his name was? Larson. Uh, Larson, yeah. This movie is terrible at saying anyone's name. Um, <laughs> it's true. I, like, all of my notes are like, Gina, Dreyfus, main henchman, female henchman, boy. Um, and that's basically the whole cast. Because I, I am looking at this, the cast list is, uh, let's see, it's, uh, it's like 12 people total. Yeah. In the yeah. whole movie. Um, because yes. yeah, and some wolves, uh, twelve people and some wolves. Um, but uh, <laughs> they uh uh, and the wolves are my favorite characters. Uh, uh I mean, yeah, me too. Yeah, the, uh, the wolves although wolves. that does bring up a legitimate question: Why are the wolves in this movie? It's called Daughter of the Wolves, right? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What? I don't. What know. are the wolves adding to the narrative? I here? have absolutely no idea. Because they... the impression that I got. Yeah, is that Gina Carano has a psychic connection with this pack of wolves? <laughs> well, there, there are for several, no reason. There are several moments when she locks eyes with the wolves, and they just kind of stare into each other's souls. And then you're like, and, "What is that? Like, weren't you expecting the wolves to like save her at some point or something?" Or I was expecting her to save a wolf cub, and then the wolves would help her save her child. Absolutely. I mean, that's that is dumb, but that is something from a. <laughs> that's what I, I mean. Yeah. Exactly. No, it doesn't make any sense. No, but, but that, also, why are the wolves here? Like, what if, what is the importance of them? Yeah, I don't know. They're just there as as forest dressing, right? Like, they're just there as like they're either a threat. Like, I understand them as a threat actually, because it is like, oh shit, the wolves are coming. But the yeah. Gina Carano stuff, you're like, what is this? It's like it's almost like. The wolves are like, mm, game recognized game, Gina Carano. Yeah, it's exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I, I think also part of it is that Richard Dreyfus kills a wolf fairly early on in the he movie. Does. Oh. So like maybe there's an element of wolf vengeance. Can I talk about how know? hard I laughed when Richard Dreyfus batted that wolf off a cliff <laughs> with his rifle? And I thought there's <laughs> no way he is strong enough to do that. Wolves are huge. Yes. Like, they're so big. They're so big. They're there's so no way. They're so strong and powerful. I mean, there's reason they're like apex predators in their, yeah. you know, in their environment. And he just, like a fucking golf club, takes his <laughs> rifle and punts this wolf off the side of the cliff. I, and, I did laugh very hard. And, the, and also yeah. the sound of the wolf going, Oh, it's very funny. Because the other thing it is, the movie funny. uses real wolves, except for when he does that, he's clearly punted like a stuffed dummy of a wolf. 
but I, I was impressed that they had real wolves. You know I what I mean? Too. I was expecting CG wolves, you know? Yes. Well, when we've seen many, uh, uh, or very vague images of wolves or stock footage of wolves. We've seen a lot of movies right. do that too. Uh, this is very clearly, they had wolves on set, you they know, did. like we for do, the filming. We do get the CGI squibs of the bullets hitting the wolves as they're running away. That's true. And you're like, That's true. I saw blood just spurt off of that wolf, but he's still running just fine. Except for one thing, he went, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he got yeah. me. He's That's got true. me. Um, yeah, if only the wolves had talked. Uh, that really Oh, that, really, that would have been so Wouldn't that great. have added to this movie if they were like, hey, Gina Carano, Richard Dreyfuss is over there. <laughs> that would, again, be dumb, but I would enjoy that more than oh, this movie. Oh, so much more if they're like, hey, 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 come on, Richard Dreyfuss, bring it on. Come yeah, on, old man, yeah. let's see what you got. Uh, <laughs> I hate these wolves. Uh <laughs> Uh, and once again, anything to make... I mean, it, it, this movie is almost... By being slightly better, it's somehow less enjoyable than some action shelf movies because it doesn't have enough stupid stuff in it. Except for... Yeah. The, and that's why Dreyfus clubbing that wolf off of the cliff is so funny because it is a rare moment of like, well, that's just dumb. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get, get out of here, wolf. Uh, God, if Gina Carano, like rode a wolf into oh, a scene yeah or that'd they're be fucking awesome or she sh- <laughs> like she shows up over the hill after <gasps> dreyfus's compound and he's like you don't stand a chance and then all the wolves back her up and she's like charge and the wolves are running with her at the cab and they're like oh fuck she's got an army of wolves <laughs> or like uh or richard dreyfus is like no one's coming to save you yeah. uh and then you hear the howls coming Ooh, from different yeah. points in the forest and she's like <laughs> looks like backup came after all or something yeah <laughs> i don't know we got you back gina yeah <laughs> let's finish this uh <laughs> finish the fight yeah <laughs> So many ways this movie could have gone. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't believe when she actually, this is what I did expect. When she goes over the waterfall and she's in the river, I thought a wolf was going to pull her out. I really. That, that's the easiest, least I silly thing they could have done. I was shocked one of the wolves didn't pull her out and was dragging her up onto the beach. I really, yeah. I really, really expected that. I thought, <laughs> come on, that is where this is going. Yeah. Why not? Other, otherwise, why are the wolves in it? Why is the why is wolf in the title? It doesn't. Yeah, no. It's so inconsequential. Said, you can have the wolves around because, like, yeah, I mean, spoiler: Richard Dreyfuss gets eaten by wolves at the end of. The he film. sure does. He yeah. sure does. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a it's Champa Champa. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the dummy of Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus and the wolves <laughs> were never on set together. Clearly, based on no, the green no. screen shot of him and the wolves. Uh, <laughs> that's so bad. The movie. I mean, like I said, a, 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 a positive of the movie, the movie doesn't hardly uses any green screen, and like the two times True. it does, it really stands out as looking bad. Cause yeah. The, I got to see if they have the filming location of this, because it, it looked good. This ha- I, I'm going to guess Canada. Yes, that's that was my guess. And that is correct. British Columbia, Canada. Yeah. yeah. And it looks, yeah, they were literally on set. They were literally on location, which was nice. I think that added a lot to it the film. It did. It really, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. And also, I, I see here that, yeah, Brendan Fair is a Canadian actor. Um, he does a huh? lot there of uh, 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 Hallmark Channel Christmas movies. Yeah. Gotcha. Which we've talked about. There's a lot of crossover. 
between action shelf movies and Hallmark Channel like Christmas a movies. Weird amount. You yeah. wouldn't think there would be crossover, but it's almost two sides of the same coin. Yeah, it really is. It's like you do a straight-to-video action movie, then you go shoot a Hallmark Christmas movie. That's just how. Yeah, and you're you, at you just go level, back and forth. Yeah. yeah. And it and I, well, I think they are also both worlds that once you do a couple, you're in for a lot. Then you know what I mean? Yeah, like because just, it's just like the work is so easy, the money is there. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you if you're a starving actor? No, man. I mean, if you, if if Hallmark likes you, you can work forever on those Christmas forever. movies because oh yeah, you can transition from love interest to the dad, you know, like or mm-hmm. the mom or whatever, mm-hmm. like that sort of thing, where you can actually age into roles. Until, uh, until eventually you play Santa Claus. Until eventually you're Santa. Yeah. The Christmas wizard, as I like to call him. Uh, <laughs> that had to be one. They made one called the Christmas wizard, right? Because, uh, I mean, I will talk. One of the things I love when I look through them is just the titles going like, how are they still coming up with titles? But, like, he did one called Wrapped Up in Christmas. Oh, boy. Entertaining Christmas? Oh, they're not. Oh, wait. and Oh, Okay. He did Wrapped Up in Christmas, and then this is not a sequel. It's a different movie that he did where he plays a different character called Royally Wrapped for Christmas. Where he, yep, play, he plays completely a, he plays Prince Aiden in that. Um, you know. But then he then he goes and does something called the Commando. And then he you know, I mean that's just that's that's the career here. Um I mean this guy works All right, a John. lot. Hmm. Oh shit. Listen, we <laughs> the, have to the... do the, we have to do the commando. Yes. Uh, did you Christmas play? Commando? Well, it's not Christmas. No, I found... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The Commando is Michael Jai White and Mickey Rourke. Oh, shit. Oh, and, oh, and the tagline yeah. is, only one will survive. Fuck, yes. Let's put this in the schedule. Like, we can boot something if something, we need to. No, something is getting booted for Mickey Rourke and Michael Jai White facing off. Fuck, Are you kidding me? Yes. We have to. And yeah. this came out this year, Lisman. This movie is brand Holy new. Sh- so shit. this is multiple facelifts, Mickey Sir, uh, Mickey Rourke uh, and Michael J. White. Uh, by the way, in what world is, is Mickey Rourke going to keep up with Michael J. White? <laughs> Only one will survive. It's going to be Michael J. White. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, the guy who's actually a martial artist. Right, yeah. Um, and is like yeah. mu- younger and way fitter. And like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, sorry, listen, sorry to, to cut you off there, but holy shit, no, we've discovered something magical, and I'm already yeah. looking for a place for it on the schedule. I I I need no excuse <laughs> to see a movie with Michael Jai White. He is he is a hero. Uh, he is him. a legend. We love him. Uh, he is Black Dynamite. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> not, many, not many men can be both Spawn, the comic book superhero, <laughs> and Black Dynamite. So uh, I mean. He, yeah it's he he will he is forever like i will forever love him because of black dynamite which i think is one of the greatest comedies of all time unquestionably in my top five funniest movies ever made i really (laughs) i I adore that movie i was just watching it the week again and that movie yeah that movie slays me um yeah it's it's so up our alley no that was one so that was a movie we discovered where we're just like oh they that was a little gift just for us. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really, yeah. really felt like it. Uh, so, like, because of that movie, I will I will love anything that Michael Jai White is in. I will see it. I don't care. Like, yes, he yeah. is forever, like, in, like I am forever indebted to By the to way, we, when, we, when we do the superhero month, I'm just realizing we do need to do Spawn. Uh, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Good. Okay. 
listen, God, we're, a weird movie. Uh, I'm put. Uh, get ready, folks. It's Commando is slotting in for the first episode of August. So. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, sorry, Mark DeCosco's movie that'll get moved to a later. But come on, come on. Yeah, whatever. Come on. <laughs> anyway, this movie. Uh, oh right, oh, yeah. What were you, what, sorry, what were you saying? What did you discover there, Lisbon? Oh, but I found a uh, I found a movie called Wizards Christmas. It, oh, okay. It's less exciting. Well, that's uh, I, I knew there had I really one. I, I like the idea of uh, portraying Santa Claus as some sort of winter wizard. I don't know. I think that's funny. We gotta but, do a um, Santa action movie at some point on here. There should be. A, is there a Santa action movie? Uh, I've talked about doing a Fat Man, the Mel Gibson badass Santa movie on here before. Yeah, yeah. We sh- probably should do that. Um, Walt, Walt Goggins is the assassin hired to kill Santa. So he goes to the North Pole, but this ain't your daddy Santa, and he's packing six guns. Oh, John. Oh, John. Is that? Do we have that on the list? Do we, uh, that, do we that need I to believe, put that in? I believe that is uh, that is on okay. the list for a future December Christmas episode. So excellent. Uh, I excellent. have seen that movie, and it does kind of rule. <laughs> Should we? Uh, we we've. We have done like a Christmas movie. Yes. Should we for every December do like? A whole month of because there's so many of these yeah yeah we should talk about that at some point yeah uh i also see (laughs) we're i promise we're gonna get back to this movie but just (laughs) just continue we could just keep doing this guy's career by the way brendan fair yeah he's in a movie that 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 uh is in post-production is coming out next year with dolph Mm. lundgren and luke wilson now there's a pairing we need to see that Whoa. we need to see. That's called the best man, <laughs> which is about mercenaries oh. seize control of a remote resort hotel during a wedding, and it's up that... to the best man, the groom, and their drunken best friend to stop the terrorists. Good it's Lord. Die Hard yes. at a wedding with Dolph Lundgren and Luke Wilson. Oh, we need yep. to see this. Yeah, this this sounds perfect. That comes out next year, so we'll figure out when that comes out, when to watch that. But anyway, okay, so back to this movie. Uh, let's see, yeah. Um, what am I, where am I? Oh, I do love this scene where the kid just wanders off from their camp. The, the worst kidnappers. Yeah, he wakes They're up. So bad. He wakes up, he goes outside, all of the henchmen are asleep, and he goes, I guess I'll just leave. I guess I'll just wander into the woods. Yeah, and then it's 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 Richard Dreyfus who catches him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What are you guys doing, sleeping on the job?" And this is one of several scenes that are just sad to watch as these much bigger, younger guys get kicked repeatedly by old little Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus <laughs> always a small man, but particularly mm-hmm. really feels weird when he's this old too. And yeah, he's just got yeah. these like big burly dudes on the ground going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're obviously pretending to be hurt by his weak kicks. Well, that's how they, you know, avoid actual, you know, damage. Also, from, listen, from... I'm sure you clocked it because you can't not the knee brace he has to wear through the whole movie. Uh, yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was wondering if it was a character trait because he is was. full on limping it throughout ne- the film. But it never gets called out or anything. I think it's oh. just Dreyfus. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he is because for the long stretch of this movie, the villains are hiking back to their mountain compound. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. Yes. That's that's being generous. Their little makeshift cabin. Uh, they're very they're very small skiing lodge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not. Yeah, I'm sure in the script it said villain compound, but this is what mm -hmm. they were able to build. Uh, but it he's huffing and puffing and you know uh, and limping as you're saying. He's got his knee brace on. He's red in the face for most of these scenes. I'm just going like, oh, don't drag old man Dreyfus through the snow this is just it was just sad to watch a lot of these scenes out in the snow yeah he was yeah. going like somebody get him a chair my I god i mean ultimately he did agree to be in the movie it's true you know? and i'm sure was was uh handsomely compensated probably more than anybody else in the movie that's yeah yeah that seems very obvious yeah i mean um, once but... again i'm sure he waved that oscar around um <laughs> <laughs> he brings I, it to every filming i want an oscar <laughs> never forget uh that he won an oscar in the mid 70s um <laughs> yeah those days are long gone but uh mm -hmm. and my golden globe um who could forget yeah uh Oh, he's got a Christmas movie coming out this year, Lisman Dreyfus, called Save Christmas. Is he Santa Claus? Is oh, he playing Santa yes! Claus? Yes! Yes, he is! Aha! He is playing Santa Claus. Confirmed. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is what's the plot of this thing? Grumpy dad dislikes Christmas while mom and dad while mom and kids strive to save Santa from animated villains' captivity through eight digital riddles. Oh, that sounds unwatchable. It sounds like Elf, but bad. Yeah, that sounds to. Oh God! Oh, oh! There's a picture of him from the set, and he's a pretty sad-looking Santa. Oh, sorry, kids. <laughs> Santa's not feeling great this year. <laughs> That's a little bit what it looks like. Is like, yeah, I'm gonna try to get you your gifts, but I don't know, man. I'm Richard Dreyfus, and I'm playing Santa. <sighs> He's he's done it though. He has achieved, as we said, the ultimate end of career move, which is now he's playing Santa. Well, yep. finally fat enough to play Santa. Um <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. What George Went wasn't available? Come on. Um Apparently. Yeah, yeah. apparently not. Uh Oof. okay. Uh, yeah. Did you find it? Yeah, I'm looking at the cast photo. He looks He's looking very old real rough. and really tired. Ooh yeah like that's not once again that's that no kid wants to see the movie where that's santa uh um, yeah does does anybody want to see santa claus like hacking up a lung because he <laughs> had to walk across here. like the a room here you, here you go kids <laughs> i didn't get it it didn't come out uh it's still in there uh <laughs> Uh, that's how my, that's oh, how boring boy. this movie is. We haven't talked about it in 20 minutes. Uh, what is there to talk about? Let's be honest. No, what is there to talk about? She talks about that the money is all her family has. Yes. And that's when Dreyfus is like, of course it is, because you shut down the mill. Now, what this mill produced, we don't know. What Dreyfus' connection to the mill is, we don't know. No, we don't. Why it was shut down? Hard to say because unclear. It, does, it, yeah, it's unclear. Um, I don't know. I, I gener I don't think that people close down mills just like if somebody owns like a factory. Yeah, I generally don't think they just close it down just 
because they feel like it. Yeah, well, generally I, there's an economic reason. I feel like. Well, but it's interesting. They made money from they. So, obviously, they sold the mill and then somebody else shut it down. Right? Had to because you wouldn't shut down a mill and then get a payment for that. I don't think. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that would make sense. They sold to a large corporation, which then it's like actually we don't need this, this right. at the moment. And yet Richard Dre- – and once again, we don't actually know. I guess Richard Dreyfus must have worked there or something. He was obviously – I think so. Part of his livelihood was contingent on this mill, and he's still pissed all these years later. And did he want to enact revenge on the the people who actually closed down the mill, like the, the corporation that purchased it and then shut it down? Or I, No, he, and he's not even enacting <laughs> it on the person who sold it because he's enacting it on the daughter and grandson of that dead man. But yeah, which seems very strange. It's, and also, it's a weird, it's such a weird motivation. For here, him. Here's another strange question in this: Why was the money from that sale buried in the floors? That's a. <laughs> they don't a really go good into. Question. Yeah, I don't know. It's the first scene of the movie. She has to break open the floor and get the money, but well, that seems J- like legal John, money. You can't trust the banking system. Oh, I know? didn't. I didn't think about this. Maybe this is more right wing than I thought. You know these fucking banks, th- man. There's like, there's like undertones. It's it's never expressly stated, and no, it's not there, as obvious as some of the other movies we've no, seen. There but I think but there's there, undertones. There is this like, I'm not going to involve the police or the government in this. I'm going to go do it myself. There right. is that and uh, Gina Carano's family comes from. Like, they're the ones who own, they're, like, the managerial class of, like, the owning class of this mill, and they're the protagonists, and the antagonists are disgruntled workers who worked at the mill, you know? So there is something there, but it says so little, it's it's inoffensive. You know how the disgruntled workers of America always (laughs) end up kidnapping kids, raising them as their own, and then building some sort of mountain-based cult. Why can't they just be happy with the limited wages that they're yeah, given? You yeah. know, they seem to be fine in their cobbled together little cabin on the hill. Uh, yeah, come they're on, they're doing great up there. Yeah, look at you guys. But yeah, no. Once again, because so little is established about our protagonist or her situation, yeah, she just weirdly has plastic bags full of cash in a, <laughs> under the floorboards. Yeah, that she has to bash open with an axe at the start of the movie, and you're like, I completely forgot that happened. No, I'm so... until I'm saying it now, I am going like, but that's weird because that wasn't like illegal money or anything, or why would the? It's no. so weird, so yeah. weird. Yeah, don't trust the institutions, man. That's another thing when you talk about the vigilante, why it appeals to the conservative thing. That's another piece of it because the vigilante movie is always contingent on institutions failing. The police have failed. The government has failed. The courts have failed. That's the other thing I've never understood about, uh, about the conservative I- ideology. Um, and maybe there's somebody who's more knowledgeable about it might be able to explain it, but it is always interesting how uh, there's this uh, idealization of the vigilante, but then also, the idealization of like the police force, yeah, you know, no, it's it's a weird contradiction, like they, right? Like the idea yeah. that the the they 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 worship the idea of the police, but it yeah. actually being recognized as a government institution is bullshit, as all government institutions are. Right, exactly. It's, I mean, 
some could argue that the police are the the you know the stick that the government uses to uh enforce its laws you know what i mean like that is that is how people have described it yeah it's a blunt generalization but it's not inaccurate right yeah so it, it that is always a contradiction that I've found very interesting about no, about the ideology, and I'd love to know if if like somebody is more knowledgeable as to how that like came to be. Yeah, I'd, we, I'd be interested to hear are, about it for sure. Uh, as we've always said, we are two guys talking about straight to video action movies. While we may be interested in some political discussions, we are far far from experts. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. not. Um, we're, we're, I mean, we're more curious than knowledgeable. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let, uh, uh, back into this. Yeah, I just one of my notes is just Dreyfus is struggling with this hike. He um, sure is. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Uh, oh, we do get a wolf attack of a guy who's trying to shoot Gina Carano. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the t- oh, this is where Brendan Ferris' character is like, "I'll help you find Richard Dreyfus if you just let me bury this friend of mine who's been killed by a wolf," which I thought was kind of a weird moment in the movie. It it was strange because again, it's this weird like this character's very clearly not as bad as as you might originally have right. thought, you know. So it's. Well, the movie yeah, has... I really like the character. I really like this Larson. I, yeah. I, I do and, really like this and, character. And, and I've seen Brendan Farron other things. He's a decent actor. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on CSI Miami for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also this weird moment when they're by the campfire at night after this. And you do get this moment of like, well, I'm tra- this is when I'm trying to figure out the tone of the movie. Because he's yeah. very, like, the music's kind of dark. And he goes, you ever get used to taking a man's life? And I'm just going like, what are we in Unforgiven now? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I wrote this down, and her response is, "I know what I signed up for." Like, she totally brushes the question yeah, aside. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, not. Yeah, because I thought that was an interesting. Like, why did they even bring up that question if she's not even going? Well, because like... I did thought, is this movie going to try to get philosophical about killing and violence? No, right. not really. No, because no. <laughs> it it does feel like the. It's a hell of a thing killing a man, you know. Like, uh, but it, it, it's yeah, it feels like the character good. of Larson is is in a different movie than well, the rest of the movie. There's also a point when she says, "What?" Because earlier in the movie, we didn't, we kind of allude to it, but she falls through the ice when they're fighting, and he pulls her out. Right. And she talks about why did you save me? And he said, "I didn't sign up to kill anybody or whatever. Like, I never. I right. was this. That was. It was never about killing people for me." Mm-hmm. And so you go like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's kind of interesting that he's like with this band of psychopaths, but he's the one who doesn't want to take lives. Yeah, um, actually, yeah. this guy should really be the main character. I mean, he is. He's the most interesting. He's because of the the way the script is. He's the only character with any sort of internal conflict or life to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, but but also because the script doesn't do enough, he doesn't land as well as you want him to. Like. Yeah. It, yeah, you're yeah. right. He does feel like he's out of another movie because he's more defined than anyone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was that was weird. Uh, it was weird. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then we've got... Dry, uh, uh, oh, yeah, and then he talks about his backstory because he's like, yeah, they've got your son, whatever. And, and she goes, well, how do you know about that? And his line is just, I was that child. 
Right. Which again could could be interesting, but isn't. Yeah. Because he says Richard Dreyfus killed his father and then kept him and his mother until mm-hmm. his mother ran off and abandoned him, though, with Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. And Dreyfus convinces him that his mother didn't want to come back. So, again, it's that it's that cult sort of mentality of, like, nobody else cares for you except right. for me. Right, So you have no reason to go anywhere. And he even says, where would I go? You know, right. Like, well, and literally the next scene, as if they're trying to draw these parallels, is Dreyfus saying, hey, she never paid the ransom. She doesn't give a shit right. about you. Just like your exactly. grandfather didn't give a shit about any of the workers at the mill. All your family cares about is money. They're right. willing to abandon you. Right. And, uh, yeah, I don't... But then they just, like, they could have, then then they just drop it. Like, it yeah. stops being a thing after this scene. It does, because then we're talking about Gina Carano's backstory, where her husband was killed by a IED, and I don't even think they specify. They say, like, the Middle East, don't they, or whatever? I think they said Afghanistan. Oh, did they say Afghanistan? Okay, well, okay. I believe they said Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be one of two places. Um, right, yeah, right. Uh, and once again, though, in this is the movie is is apolitical so even the way they talk about this very politically charged discussion of any kind of war in the middle east is just kind of mm-hmm. like yeah well you know and then she also is in the military she cuz she after her husband died she felt obligated to also okay go into the military that's i think right. is what that's fucking yeah. right wing is shit right there oh that yeah th- that yeah. thought process I, I cannot follow the thought process of my husband was killed in the military, which means I then have to join. What? Because well, she said, she said like, well, I don't know why she had to join the military, but she said that it was hard to look at her son because she saw right. like her husband. So I will you know? run off and potentially die leaving him orphaned. Which could be interesting. Like, again, that could, could be, be interesting. something if you grounded it more in emotion. But the movie yeah. is going like, because, you know, that's what you do. Right. You yeah. And again, like, she doesn't learn any lesson of, like, I should have been there. Well, she, she does say I should have been there. But she's, there's more to it than literally being <laughs> present in his life. Right. There's, like, you need to be there emotionally for him. Like, you need to be that, like, emotional there, support there, structure there, to be there's a, a There was a movie out last year that I really liked with Matt Damon called Stillwater, which is mm. where uh, he's kind of been a shit father. And mm-hmm. then his daughter gets accused of murder in Paris and he goes over mm-hmm. there and the movie to, to help her. And the movie is basically him being like, yeah, I wasn't around and I was a shit father, but now that the stakes are so high, I'm going to do the right thing and actually be, you know, and it's it's a good movie that deals with that. Really, it's well, because it's, it's more of a drama than anything. It is right. him reckoning with that, though. And this movie could have had a touch of that of going like, "Yeah, I wasn't there for him when it mattered, but now this is the I can start again with this situation, which is the craziest." Uh, even Taken yeah. does that a little bit. Like, there's sure, like, yeah. I think Taken's a brilliant movie because of its simplicity. But even in in its simplicity. There's some sort of grounding in emotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's about an 85-minute movie, and it, it managed I to mean, accomplish more than this. Yeah. I think Taken also succeeds because the action is, is interesting. Well, that helps I a think lot. that's the, really The what, action where here is fine. It's 
Like, Total, it's, like other than the car chase, yeah, I don't think anything else is very interesting. No, the snowmobile chase is very boring. Um, so boring and slow. And there really aren't any good fights, and the shootouts are all just pretty standard. I shoot a gun, you shoot a gun, he shoots a gun. You know? Right. Exactly. Everybody yeah. shoots a gun. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. No, it's all it's all very like it's not bad. We've seen bad action, but it's not anything really interesting. No, no. There's nobody who's like I have this great idea for an action scene. No, you know what I mean. Like I have this interesting twist that I've never seen in a movie before. So what if we tried? You know, it's just like oh yeah, you know, it's like that scene from that other thing that you yeah. saw. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk yeah. about the scene where she does show up at the compound and she goes, I've got your money. Because mm-hmm. And I guess this immediately undoes everything Richard Dreyfus says about she doesn't want to pay the ransom. Right. <laughs> Just immediately. He's yeah. like, okay, well, there we go. There I goes have, that subplot. All I right, have well. the money. You know what would have been more interesting? If she lost the money somewhere. So she shows up without the money, which does make it seem like, yeah, I want you back, but I really care about not giving my money. And then you have the kid be like, then you're right. Then you actually could do the two scenes of the compound because yeah. he rejects her this first time. Yeah. And so she's like devastated, like leaves or, you know, and yeah. then, but then realizes, no, I can't, I right. can't leave him here. No, that would be but, something or, that would be her wrestling with something. Yeah. Cause yeah. Richard Dreyfuss could have made the argument. Like even if she shows up, like, this is like things had to get so bad for her to actually give a shit about your life. Right. That like she doesn't deserve your love. No, they lose manipulative Dreyfus from here on out to the rest. Of, like it's it's really like yes. one sequence of it. And then yeah. boom, we're right back to doing the same shit. Yep. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's see what happens. So yeah, so she, she shows up with the money. And mm-hmm. well, this is not part of his plan of course mm-hmm. uh and then dreyfus is <laughs> come on dreyfus put the thing together he goes well where are the men i sent to get that ransom it's like obviously they're they're very dead. they're dead yeah come on dreyfus uh <laughs> and so they make the trade and she gets her son back for the money because she trades not just the money but she trades brendan fair back to them right son uh, for a son right he says. yeah uh and then uh and then he all of a sudden though he's like like I said, son for a son. And he tries to shoot Gina Carano's son. And once again, Brandon Fair jumps in front of the bullet. Interesting. Making the interesting choice. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah does that. And so she speeds off on her uh, snowmobile. Snowmobile, yeah. And then I we have two other henchmen here who I called female henchmen and tweaker. Because mm-hmm. the other yes. guy is this like you know sort of nervous twitchy like yeah that's right i'm a i'm the crazy one on the team you know yeah uh, don't yeah, don't get exactly. too excited about him he doesn't ever really do anything no no he does not <laughs> having the crazy guy on the team usually is like oh man look out but in this movie they're like i don't know he's just kind of dirty and weird <laughs> uh and then yeah this this boring snowmobile chase, which every time you cut to them is clearly just them being pulled on a trailer and just like yeah, looking it, back at each other. It's going all, like five miles an hour. Because like, it's all it's so... tight on the actors at the thing. It's never like wide shots of the snowmobile plowing mm-hmm. through. You know, it's just like, and I, that, oh, they're still behind me. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, she rides, she crashes her snowmobile off of some kind of embankment. Mm hmm. 
Uh, Which is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's pretty It's pretty quick that she's like, oh, okay. Uh, and she, she we got to get the son out of the movie. So she goes, you go ahead, son. I'll hold them off. You get out of here. You know here. how there's... You know how we've both seen wolves eat numerous people in these woods? Yeah. Please run off into those woods. You'll Don't worry. You'll be fine. The wolves are with me. <laughs> They're with me. Yeah. Um, so they they have this not super exciting fight. The the woman really? whose name is Hobbs apparently, according to the uh, IMDb. I don't remember them ever. Should we call the tweaker guy Shaw then? <laughs> I think he's Virgil. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. He's either Virgil, Seth, Nolan, or Philip. I don't know. Uh, I think he's Seth, actually. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's oh, Seth. Oh, yeah. This guy looks right. Stu McLean. Oh, yeah. He is. Yeah. He is. He is. Yeah, I see him here. Uh, another Canadian character actor. Uh, I think yeah. everybody in the movie is Canadian except for Richard Dreyfus and Gina Carano. Um, mm. Yeah, I think they, they, they've... Because uh, that... I mean... To shoot in Canada and get like the the government backing, you have to have a certain amount of your cast and crew be Canadian. That's, I think that makes that's sense. A, that's you the know. policy up there to get the government to yeah. back you. Um, and because yeah, they shoot so much stuff up there, like I've heard, the Canadian crews are some of the best in the world because they yeah. work yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. those guys makes are sense. fast and efficient. They're well known for that. Uh, I would love to shoot something up there with a Canadian crew. Oh my um, god, yeah. Yeah, cuz yeah. it's like they will get the job done. Um I also found that this location was actually pretty visually interesting. Like it the was? waterfall going into the, like the icy like punch bowl. That's, like it was very And that's strange. where we are here that they're having this fight over the waterfall and you're going like somebody's going into that waterfall. Ooh, oh, 100%. Let's talk about the bad green screen shot of Gina Carano falling through the waterfall actually. That's the other oh, bad CGI shot. Boy. Wow. Boy, I saw that and went, boy, the fugitive, this is not. Nope. <laughs> because when I uh -uh. think somebody jumping off of a waterfall, I think Harrison Ford and the fugitive, obviously. Yeah, which is of course. Yeah. One of the most iconic scenes in like action movie history. Uh, yeah, because I'm pretty sure somebody actually jumped off, right? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a, a stunt guy doing the shot, and it's, it's incredible. And also, that movie just rules. That's a great film. Yeah. Such a good movie. Uh, yeah. I don't care. Uh, this movie could have used some. Ooh, imagine Tommy Lee Jones doing. I mean, even with the same script, Tommy Lee Jones could have brought more gravitas to the Richard Dreyfus part. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. That would be a much better film. Yeah, like significantly better. The difference is Tommy Lee Jones' career isn't in the toilet, so he doesn't have yeah. to be in something. So he wouldn't bad. be a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're gonna pass on Daughter of the Wolf. Uh <laughs> <laughs> They wouldn't even send it to him. Uh, nope. So she she crashes off of the waterfall, and uh, ends up, uh, yeah, just pulling herself out of the water once again. Mm -hmm. Where were the wolves saving her? Come on, movie. She is. The and the wolves are of there. There's yeah. that. This she kinda... locks eyes with wolves at it. Yeah, at, I know, this right? Point as well. But yeah, getting back to that, I don't understand this title at all. Daughter it's, of the Wolf. They, she just has an unexplained psychic connection with these wolves, and yeah. we're just we just need to accept it for some reason. Well, it's not even like her father was some kind of wolf expert or something like that. Would have been something too. Yeah. Oh, that would have been very Making interesting. Making her the daughter of the wolf in some way. That yeah. Been, yeah. Could have had some kind of double meaning there too, uh, or he's like he was known as the wolf or. 
literally anything to the title just feels like eh whatever eh, there's wolves she's a woman daughter of the wolf yeah sure i want to see if it has any alternate titles because sometimes these movies do i don't see anything but uh, it's possible that they had the mo- the title of the movie first and then the, built the, the film around it the canon films way of writing stories where they were right. gonna get gina carano and daughter of the wolf and then we'll figure out what that movie is <laughs> right exactly which is it's like well we have the name so wolves have to be in it it's like well yeah, all right. shouldn't they play a more central role in the plot no 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 yeah. don't worry about that yeah, yeah no no uh i think we're at richard dreyfus's monologue about the rage inside him if that's the one you have i uh so there's a couple of them so the one that i wrote down i should have written yeah i should have written down the the rage inside of him i wrote down the one where he's uh talking to the kid uh, oh, so oh. that would have already happened oh well let's but, still yeah, let's the still hear it because there's a whole thing where he goes ever since i was a kid there was a rage inside me you know yeah yeah i suppose that's the more but also it, it's, it's another one that it is but it's the it's also the one that's like why are we hearing this now like the movie's almost over yeah and that was a weird monologue because uh larson he was saying that's the only one he or Larson's the only person who he didn't feel a rage for, or something like yes, that. Yes, yes, that's like, the point of it. Is he goes, "I never felt that for you," because this is where he's heating up the hot poker in the fireplace. Yeah, this is the this is the Sam Shepard uh, moment in the play or in the movie. You yes. know, I it's very they, uh, Sam Shepard. I heard they brought in Sam Shepard to write just this monologue. No. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. There uh, you go, Sam. I gotta I gotta have a monologue for. Uh, <laughs> daughter of the wolf yeah yeah i'll punch it up yeah, yeah. i'll just uh just put that just put it in there it's wherever, like bringing wherever john works. millius in just to write the indianapolis monologue in charles <laughs> oh wait that he he wrote the sorry say that again uh john millius who's a who was a writer director in the 70s and a friend of spielberg's he brought him in just to write the indianapolis monologue that quint gives in jaws Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. he needed... Oh, that's cool. He knew they needed something, and he goes... Uh, John Millius, who was, like, a military guy and wrote, like... John Millius made, like, Conan the Barbarian, real, like, man's man kind of mm-hmm. guy. And he goes, I think mm-hmm. you can... G- I need something for Quint here. And he gave him that, like, six-page monologue or whatever. So good. It, it's just... I, I, I love when movies give characters monologues because it, it's less i think it's less prominent um you, than, you, than stage well yeah no it definitely is and it's something that most screenwriting instructors tell you to avoid because of i think this this movie is a prime example of where you're like why is he monologue you know like great question oh, like the the you, monologue he delivers to the sun yeah where does that come from no it, that literally nowhere because movies are more seemingly most of the time are more realistic than plays often right or plays can be more heightened and people don't really monologue too much in reality so but that doesn't mean you can't do it but you need to know why you're doing it you need to construct it for a very good i mean the indianapolis monologue is is amazing and fits in that movie really well yes so yes we're here it's just like huh (laughs) but anyway listen i want to hear your dramatic reading of the monologue you do have Sure. Uh, and this is the one so, yeah. to the sun, you said. He's delivering it to the sun, talking about, like, 
I don't I don't fully know what this is about. Okay. But, uh, I, well, I just but, this will be a good example to the audience, though, of just Dreyfus has a couple of these monologues that kind of crop up out of nowhere and feel very like I was scratching my head for any of them, basically. So yeah, ahead. yeah. Uh, all right. And I'm going to try and do my best impression of Dreyfus. He has this Dreyfus. weird, gravelly, like... It's nasally uh, and gravelly nasally. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. This, it's something I haven't heard a villain do in no, a movie no. before, and I think it's in a bad way. Because he always sort of had like a neurotic kind of New Yorker sort of, and then here he's trying to put a little on it to be a yeah, a little bit bad of guy. Exactly, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right, yeah. Let me tell you something about your grandfather that he didn't know. Your fate is always in somebody else's hands. And it's your family's fate to suffer. Your grandfather didn't know that he didn't, uh, that he didn't believe it. Or it's, was it? Your grandfather didn't know that. Oh, that's... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. even a well-written monologue. Nope. Uh, your grandfather didn't know that. He didn't believe it. So he took his fate in his own hands and crossed me. Now, fate's just biding her time, waiting for you to come back here, and she can take what is hers. Man. What the f- Well, that's one of the key- nothing. No, that's nothing. And one of the key problems, once again, there is your grandfather crossed me. How? The movie, <laughs> we never find out. And and that's yeah. contingent on almost every action Dreyfus takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I don't know what the whole thing. I don't know what that is. Just gobbledygook. We're gonna have Dreyfus say some shit. Yeah, and I I suppose the the ending monologue uh, about there's a rage in me. I suppose I probably should have written that one down too. But you know, you write down one monologue and you know, no, no, no. Yeah, then... that's that's as much as anyone needs to commit to this thing. Uh. <laughs> but yeah that that one felt because he's yeah he's torturing larson he's yeah. like heating up a poker and yeah. yeah delivering this monologue about this rage and i don't know man yeah it, and then it'd be and, and so nice if we knew anything about burning this his chest with the poker and going don't die yeah. don't die yet it's very strange it's so it's weird very strange but don't worry because gina carano's rolling up on the place yeah and there's our tweaker guy again yeah there's our tweaker guy outside and she just puts an axe right in his head mm-hmm. yeah cool cool and then she busts into the cabin and gina carano who's in as always amazing fighting shape is fighting old man richard dreyfus and a couple <laughs> of times he supposedly has the upper hand number one <laughs> She's much bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is younger, stronger, trained, you know, like it's pretty sad to watch Gina Carano have to pretend to take hits from Richard Dreyfus. She would know to kick him in his bad knee. Yep. That you would can be the see first the thing. Disable him that's, instantly. Yeah. That's all she would have to have done. Yeah, they have the fight to make would be over. they have to make her dumb and less competent in order for this scene to even happen. Right, exactly. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, they uh, so they fight though, and then the 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 thing that ends up happening here is, uh, it's Larson who ends up stabbing him with the fire poker. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then <laughs> this is a this is weird staging. 
He stabs him with a fire poker, and then point blank, Richard Dreyfus is just shooting Larson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like three or four times. It's weird. Yeah. And then Gina Carano, like, shoulder checks him out a window. Yep. And I did think. But he's not dead. He's oh, not no. dead yet. Because I did think that'd be pretty lame if that's the end of him in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the 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 female henchwoman, Hobbs, comes in. And this is pretty cool when Gina Carano just spins and throws a knife into her throat. Pretty cool. It is also in front of her son. I, you know, like. Yeah, the, the, she, the murder her... stuff is really kind of just. Eh, yeah. That's traumatic, you know. Yeah, it's very traumatic. Yeah. All right. Uh, and so they get on a snowmobile and they're out of there. Gina Carano and her son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the everything's everything's gonna be all right, Lisman. And then wolves tear Richard Dreyfus apart. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus wakes up and he's like, "Hey, where you going? You can't." Uh oh, wolves. Or I'm wait sorry. a minute. I he turns around and looks at the green screen behind him. As the wolves mm-hmm. run up on him. And then, yeah, the wolves just fucking devour this guy. Yep. Oh, they got me. And he, no one even had to cover him in barbecue sauce. <laughs> if we remember that, Jim. Uh, yeah. And I thought that, honestly, it goes to black. And I thought, Jesus, that's the end of the movie. Uh, almost. There's a little almost. sequence Yeah, at there's the end. a little denouement. Uh, and <laughs> don't use that term for this film. No, no. <laughs> we cut to three months later, and we know it's later because the snow is gone. Uh, and Gina Carano and her son are hiking through the woods, mm-hmm. and he's messing with her dog tags, and she goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "I guess you're going to be needing these," implying she's going back into the military. I thought I thought that was the husband's dog tags, uh, well, right? Yeah, but then I don't understand. I guess you're going to be needing these. She goes, "Why don't you hold on to them?" I guess so you can. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand I don't how this them. closes their arc. Uh... <laughs> no idea. Well, because they don't have that moment. No. Of of like, yeah, they don't have that character moment between them. Well, because um, they also make this big deal about what separated them is the death of the father. But yeah. they never have anything that gets that has the two of them confront that. If the whole thing is about they need to address their grief, that doesn't happen. Nope. Uh, yeah. yeah no, no, there's no all. conclusion with these two. Gina Carano made a decision to avoid her son, and there needed to be a reckoning for that. Like it, it was a choice that she made that she regretted, but it was never directly Sorry, dealt with movie. other than she's Sorry, not in this movie. Uh, yeah, no. and then what does she see though? There's that black wolf, and they lock eyes, and the movie ends. They kind of give each other a nod, you know? Like, yeah, that's right. Game, respect, game, I think you said yeah, earlier. Yeah, so. exactly. They're kindred spirits in some way, right? It was like, that's right. Mm-hmm. And, and well, just, you just to be, be clear. be friend to the wolf. This uh, is a different hike that they're like this. Yeah. They're not still walking back from the middle of nowhere, right, for three months? That's no, not I don't think. No, I don't think so. That'd be crazy. They just happen to be filming in the same location. Like, they just happen to be hiking in the same area, and the so, same yeah. wolf shows up and, and is like, like, Yo, what's that's, up? That's right. I remember you. That seemed like a weird choice, but. You Weirdest know. choice was to have the wolf wink at her. I don't know what that means. <laughs> wink. Uh, See you later. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gina Carano, I think I think we talked about this. The way that like I hear conservative men talk about Gina Carano is just like mm, 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 a, a conservative woman movie actress. Like finally, Ooh. finally a movie actress I can admit to being attracted to because she shares my values. Always seems <laughs> to be the thing because I get the sense there are a lot of guys like, well, she's hot, but she's a lefty. You know, right, right, yeah. This is like finally, I'm more attracted to her because she lacks Trump. Yeah, I, I will say this is, I do like that this movie didn't sexualize her at all. No, you know? actually, like, there's really, not really. Neither, neither did the other one. No, no, the no. Movie, she's. I mean, she's not. She is portrayed as a competent action hero in, yes. in everything I've seen her in. Yes, Star Wars. Haywire is the best movie she's in, the Soderbergh movie, which that movie mm-hmm. is fucking great. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, she's never really, I mean, oh, she's also in a Fast and the Furious, same thing. Because, um, yeah, in the blood, there was definitely a few scenes of, like, we need to show her without a shirt on, you know? Just let's give yes, the audience what they want. But that there, didn't happen here, which I thought was You're right, was nice. there is that scene where she has to find a bra, which was yeah. weird. That was so weird. Yeah. We also talked about how weird that was that she dug through a random woman's hotel room and happened to find a woman with her exact bra size. Right. Pretty right. Pretty specific. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. No, this 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 movie is. Yeah, that's the movie. <sighs> that's it. I mean, that's and it. And it you know, like I said, it's it's very easy. It's very brief and just like yep, 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 yep. All right, mm-hmm. it's over, yeah. and I just went yeah. like, "Okay, I guess that's the end then." Okay, right. Um, so yeah, that's Daughter of the Wolf. Uh, no one-liners. This thing is very grim-faced. Yeah, um, yeah. Do we have a favorite kill of the movie? Um, can we say the wolf that got thrown off the cliff? <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, cliff? I think we have to, right? Yeah, 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 I think. I mean, that counts. That counts. Uh, I think so well, yeah, I mean, the, the, I'm the, never a fan of animal violence in a movie, but it was very funny. So, oh, but uh, neither am I. But it so didn't read as anything close to reality. So, that <laughs> it was so silly. It was very clearly a stuffed yeah, uh, animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wolf, wolf knocked off cliff. Gets. Uh, I don't think that is any chance of. But uh, we can we can remember that come year's end. Uh, yeah, because I can't. I can't. Maybe the woman, uh, maybe Hobbs getting a knife thrown in her throat. Yeah, is, but that but... even that feels kind of stock, you know. Like, right, exactly. It was this fine. Is a, yeah, this is a kill that only could be in this movie. Yeah, I think that's specifically where... a wolf. Yeah, <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, it's and so and the stupid. idea that Richard Dreyfus could do that makes it even better. Makes it right, even exactly. better. Uh, well, listen, as you know, it's always my job to find the strangest IMDb reviews I can for these movies. Mm. Uh, and uh, there's a handful of reviews for this one. Uh, by the way, it, it rates a 4.6 average, uh, 4.6 out of 10 stars average yeah. review on here. That tracks. Which seems about right, does it not? I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, it seems pretty good. Yeah. Pretty uh, good rating. For and I would, yeah, I would agree with that number. Um, Mm-hmm. So, but uh, let's talk about somebody who enjoyed this movie for for a very specific reason. Um, mm. Here we go. Uh, they uh, this comes to us from IMDb user DM nine two one nine four. 
Uh, and the review is titled, A Much Better Movie Than the Reviews. I was pleasantly surprised. The movie is well made, and the Canada winter backdrop is breathtaking. Excellent cinematography. Gina Carano's acting is improving with each new movie. <laughs> She's getting better, guys. Uh, Richard Dreyfus plays an awesome villain. Uh, don't agree with that. He's a nope. nasty old curmudgeon. I do agree with that. Uh, <laughs> a little side note. The wolves in this movie are all real Canada wolves. I mentioned this because a major problem I had with the far superior movie The Grey was the movie's use of animatronic wolves. It was obvious and very distracting. So great job to the film crew for incorporating real Canada wolves. 10 out of 10 stars. He seems to wow. really just... I do agree that he does say The Grey is a much better movie in every I, sense. That, that's very funny that he he just yeah. full on said, no, that is a better mo- yeah. version of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And also, I would say that movie had to have animatronic wolves because there's much more fighting of the wolves than there is in this yeah. movie. There I don't want to like, risk injuring an animal or injuring or a person, an actor. Right, because there are actually people, there's way more people getting torn apart by wolves. Uh, but I yeah. like that he's just like, well, the one thing, this has got real wolves. But I think the thing we would say is, but the wolves make way more sense in the gray. <laughs> well, they actually have an impact in the story. <laughs> yeah, the movie is know? about guys having to survive wolf attacks uh yeah. it, it, so it's it's yeah that's the movie uh so anyway he that guy enjoyed it uh somebody <laughs> else saw this movie listman an old friend mm. has some opinions mm. about the movie it's time to check friend in the with, show with our favorite amazon reviewer bruce winning for another segment of the winning opinion uh here we go bruce uh it, it's a brief review but i will say i am ever more concerned about this man mm-hmm. uh he, he titles his review action in the snow i like the action and violence i like the shooting i like the punching and kicking i like the use of knives to facilitate death Ooh. five out of five stars yeah i know that last Ooh. sentence because you're going you're, you're reading along going yeah pretty standard bruce then you're like "Ooh, i like the use of knives to facilitate death Ooh. Who boy. talks like that? Oh boy! Wow! I, wow! I, I think a I think a murderer talks like that, John. I yeah. think somebody who's killed before and will do it again <laughs> Faci- talks like that. Who? I can't imagine coming out of a movie and going, "Man, Stallone really facilitated some deaths in that one." <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool when Vin Diesel used his car to facilitate a death in Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Nobody, nobody talks like that. No. Facilitate death. Oof, Jesus, God. that is psychotic. Unsettling. Uh, yeah. Unsettling. Yeah. Oh my God, Bruce. Well, we'll keep Bruce. checking in with Bruce week to week and and chart his yeah. his evolution as a killer. Uh, his descent into madness. He's escalating, Listman. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, you know, we 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 didn't love Daughter of the Wolf. What say we come up with a better vehicle for Miss Giancarano? Yeah. And I'm gonna throw it in. We gotta work Dreyfus in somehow too. Yeah, all let's right? do it. And if it had some right wing underpinnings, that probably uh, wouldn't be a bad thing either for the two of them. Uh, so. So let's see here. I'm going to hit the randomizer now on our handy-dandy uh, action movie title generator. And let's see what it's going to give us. 
And here it comes. Uh, okay, Lisbon, the movie is called Double Surrender. Double Surrender, okay. Hmm. Double Surrender with Gina Carano and Richard, Richard Dreyfuss. Produced by Ben Shapiro. Produced by Ben Shapiro, yeah. of course. Yeah. So obviously, whatever character, there, there should be some sort of... Uh, main character that's obviously a poorly uh or thinly veiled stand-in for ben shapiro's image of himself uh mm-hmm. yeah definitely <laughs> yeah uh and Double they will be friend. the romantic interest for Gina yes Carano's oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah she 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 don't need no man until she meets this man mm-hmm. and his name is glenn shapiro <laughs> um. hello i'm glenn shapiro <laughs> <laughs> And he kind of looks like Ben Shapiro, but if he was way taller and more jacked. Right, exactly. Yeah, and he's still got the, the yarmulke. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, so we know that Glenn Shapiro is in it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Double Surrender. Double so surrender. that makes me... The image in my head is somebody surrenders mm-hmm. to like maybe a military force or something, yeah. but that's part of the plan. You know, so the double surrender is that they surrendered to infiltrate something. Okay, okay. Or, yeah. What if Richard Dreyfus? Oh, oh, okay. I got it. Got it. Okay. Richard okay. Dreyfus. Here, here's the here's the Daily Wire part of it. All right. Oh, great. Richard Dreyfus is a long sought fugitive from the Weather Underground back in the day, right? Okay. So he was a, a a radical Vietnam War protester that they've been looking for for decades, and he finally turns mm-hmm. himself in. But little do, mm. little do they know, this is really his ultimate plan to finally bring down the government of the United States. <laughs> so Gina Carano is like an FBI special agent, right? Right. Uh, and uh, uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn Shapiro is the guy, his father was... Uh-huh killed by whatever this guy's actions in the 60s well no it wouldn't be his gra- eh. somehow he's connected to that right like he's an FBI yeah yeah he's yeah. got some long connection to what this guy has been up to his father was a part of it, it, it could even be it doesn't even have to be like a vietnam thing but like this guy's been on the run and do performing acts of terrorism for decades yeah, but he's like point. a radical hippie terrorist right like Ex- yeah. exactly yeah 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 so so it could have it doesn't have to be like his father doesn't have to be or the person who's related to glenn shapiro doesn't have to be a vietnam vet necessarily right, right. but um but it, it could be something happened, else that his, has happened his father was then. killed in the 80s during a reagan protest that this guy you know whatever. yeah i, I also like, like the that. idea that this is gonna like justify the trial of the chicago seven and stuff like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah like it's it's got all that kind of stuff in it right and uh, yeah 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 yeah. but really this is all all richard dreyfus needed was to get close to the hub of the government so they bring him into the fbi holding in washington dc um, but little and the only person who believes glenn shapiro is gina carana's right everybody else thinks he's crazy grief stricken and emotionally compromised because his father was killed but right Gina exactly. Carano, who also has harbored a long crush on glenn shapiro <laughs> is the one who believes but him but he's he's too uh he's just too he's the pinnacle of masculinity and mm-hmm. so even though she's very like uh you know she's a very strong presence around him she feels 
she finally feels femininity for the first time. You know, but also they both have promised to wait till marriage. Uh, to have oh, sex. of course, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so they're both thirty-five-year-old virgins. Befitting <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> their religion. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, the, by the way, the end of the movie is they 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 well they end up killing Richard Dreyfus and stopping his plan, but then they get oh. married and we find out she's converted to Judaism for him. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> uh, so I think that's double surrender <laughs> coming to uh, coming exclusively to the dailywire.com sometime next year uh i could actually see them making some semblance of that movie uh 100 percent, yeah yeah uh and we we have talked about we have promised to do a special episode when we can see terror on the prairie the gina carano daily wire movie we'll do a live reaction to it i think that i think we'll that that may be our first youtube one too where we may yeah put up up a video of us watching that um because yeah oh boy we've already heard about some of the making of that movie and it sounds fucking crazy uh i this that movie is gonna be a train wreck uh and we still are talking about maybe doing um the other daily wire movie the school shooting one um yeah that's gonna be a run hide fight that's the title of it Um, yeah yeah uh well listen uh we'll escape today's world of modern politics next week and go back to 1997 and the film Mm. Blast. Blast. This blast. movie's a real blast. <laughs> well, as always, I will ask, would you uh would you like the tagline for Blast? Yeah, yeah. Terror has no limits. That's the that's Okay. The yeah. Yeah. That's not Okay. Blast. Okay. Blast. Blast. Okay. Starring Lyndon Ashby, who you and I uh, fondly remember as playing Johnny Cage in the 1996 Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, right. So this yeah. is the next movie he makes after that. And the return of our beloved Rutger Hauer in this thing as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. So soon. Yes, so soon. Rutger's back in a supporting role in this. But this is, listen, we've, uh, I, I want to give the listeners some kind of tease here. This is Die Hard at the Olympics. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes! Come on, man! And uh, if you want to watch along with us, this is available to Amazon Prime customers, uh, so you can watch it on there. Which also might mean we get a Bruce Winning review out of it. So, hopefully, I hope he, so. He saw this, but uh, yes, this is one we've we've uh, we've been wanting to do this one for a while since we read the premise of it. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, Die Hard at the Olympics next week with Blast. And make sure you find the one from 1997 cuz there are several movies called Blast. Um yeah. so anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, make sure you check that out. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week. Get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. The Action Shelf is part of the Panel Up Podcast Network. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at Action Shelf Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at actionshelfpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the entire network by heading over to patreon.com slash panelup to get cool, exclusive bonus content. The Action Shelf.